welcome to Working Classy, a show about creativity, productivity, doing what you love, and making money. We're your hosts. I'm Isabel Lee. And I'm Laurel Hachineva. Welcome to episode eight about reverse planning your life goals. Oh my gosh, what a heavy episode eight. Holy crap. Well, you know what? Let's just give that a minute. (laughs) How are you doing? Let it sink in. I'm doing great. So work's good. I'm now freelancing with a team. Um, I'm working remotely. They're based in Chicago. And the the main person that I'm working with is really cool, super smart. Like It feels like we've been working together for years, even though we just started. So that's nice. And on top of that, Allie and I recently finished The Bachelorette. What? It's, I think it's the only season of The Bachelorette or anything in The Bachelor franchise that I've ever actually watched. So that was interesting. Welcome to Bachelor Nation. Oh my God. Uh, I've been here for a while. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just visiting. I, it's No, come on. Come to paradise. <laughs> oh my God, no. Come see us in paradise. It's, it's great. It's so frustrating for me to I, watch that. Uh, it makes me so happy. Like every time somebody cries, you're like, all right, this is worth it. This is worth it. Uh, well, because the drama parts, like the one, they feel contrived, but they still make me really stressed out. Like I get really anxious mm. watching people collapse over these mm-hmm. weird little, I don't know. And it, the, the show itself just feels like a psychological landmine for the people who are on it. Yes. And then otherwise, you know, like in between those moments, it's really boring. Like during the family, like the meet the family episodes, I was like, I don't even like to go to my own family thing sometimes. <laughs> you have to watch this watch other people. one. Yeah. And they just say the same thing about one person to the next. You're like, they seem great. I don't know them at all. Right. Yeah. Pick what you want and just let us know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much how that goes. Yeah. Do you love him? Does he love you? <laughs> go for it. All of your heart. This is why you watch Bachelor in Paradise because it moves a lot faster. Ooh. And What's it is the premise so fun. I don't understand. They they give you an odd number of girls and guys, uh-huh. and they alternate every week um, how many roses are given out. Uh huh. And then they keep adding people so that oh. you can rotate. So you're like really into Bob right now, and then Chris comes down the stairs, and then screw Bob because here's Chris. You know, even though that rose back, it's like give me that. No, no, they do it at the very end. Oh. So every week it changes who has control. Wow. It's huh. great. I'm really into it. Is it all like previous contestants from? Yeah. Back- so you you recognize most of them. Sometimes they pick wow. people who got sent home on night one. Yeah. Like that grocery the store grocery guy. guy right. He's on it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he talks. That's cool. Everything. Yeah. The Chicago so, guy. Yeah, the Bachelor is is my is my sporting event. Oh that's my. What God. I like to yell at TV like that's the best. My heart is seizing like right now, just thinking about <laughs> all the tension on that disgusting island. <laughs> just, give it, just give it a try. Just I'm it such a, try. a grump. Holy crap. <laughs> just give it a try. You'll be fine. Beautiful people. Drama. Yeah. Well, okay. So since we have both watched it and you were continuing to watch the rest of it, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would you like to maybe talk about it in a future bonus episode? We're calling Working Classy Happy Hour. Yes. Yes, I would. I would love to talk about all the things that have not, to, not they're like not important. Yeah. Nothing to do with work at all. Because that's important. No. 
yeah, work is important. Um, I also like to talk about stupid things like the bachelorette and things of that nature. Right. Exactly. That's, that's important too. You know, like working is important, but also not working sometimes Mm -hmm. is also very important. With a drink in hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you will be drinking. I will be drinking. And if you're listening, you can drink too or not drink. No. Yeah. If you're listening, if you're at home, have something you enjoy to Mm -hmm. wind down. Like a nice diet Coke. That's for Erin because Erin loves Diet Coke. Are you? Does she wind down with Diet Cokes? She winds up and winds down with Diet Coke. Oh, wow. I proposed with Diet Coke in a champagne thing. You did not. Well, I had champagne as well, That's but I also so had a Diet Coke. Cute. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Was I it was in just any of the ahead of time. pictures? Um, yeah, I didn't get all my pictures yet, but uh, it will be oh, shown. So cute. Okay. Yeah. That's sweet. Anyway. All right. Anyway. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. It was market days this weekend. So I was out partying like I was like young. Yay. You know, and I wasn't hungover. So that was good. Wow. Well done. Yeah. And I got to see Betty who she performed there. Mm. That was very fun. Um, and then I had sushi. Oh, where'd you have sushi? At uh, Aura in, up in uh, Andersonville. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that place. It's quality sushi, Chicago, mm, just cool. so you know. Get on it. I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Anyway, after we came home and we're just hanging out, uh, last night we started talking about uh, our jobs, mm. you know, and where we wanted to be and what we wanted to be doing, and we realized we're both very unhappy <laughs> in our situations. Oh. Um I have been at my family's restaurant for uh, 12 Wait, years. Her coworkers, do her coworkers listen to this? Um, do they know I she's unhappy? Maybe they know anyone. Well, I mean, I, honestly, I feel like they all might be a little unhappy. Oh, oh, that's so sad. I just think it's, it comes with the territory sometimes, yeah. you know? Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. So you've been at the restaurant? I, yeah, I've been at the restaurant for 12 years, which is a really long time. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good chunk of my life. That's a third of my life. Yeah. Um, but that's a family thing. So yeah. I've tried to, I've tried to leave a few times, mm-hmm. and unsuccessfully. So I also have this extreme amount of guilt to not want to leave. Oh, for sure. Um, they're very dependent on me. Like it's just how that goes. With my brother having a family now, and my dad getting older. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of it is on me. Um, However, when I when I was uh, trying to leave one time when I had decided that I was going to move, even though I didn't actually move, my family was gearing up for me to leave, and started putting some things into place. So it's possible. So it is possible. However, I was actually going to leave the city, so it was like they necessary. Right. 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 So. for me to leave without it being like a necessity is more of a choice on my end to just leave. Right, right. I've I've been told before that I should I can leave. Um, that doesn't necessarily alleviate the pressure that I'm dumping on them. Hmm. So um, but that's I mean that's that's a thing in itself. I do still need to get out. I need to start my life and as weird as that sounds, sir, I need to start my life. 
That's exactly it though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 12 years, you had a good run, you know, mm -hmm. that was a good amount of time. You did a lot. Yeah. Um, and I tried to do the best I could with keeping busy with projects on the side. That's when I started like wishful and all kinds of things. Um, but I need like that major move. Right. I need, I want to see who I am in Chicago outside of that. Yeah. 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 All right. So what have you been doing to that end? Um, well, we just had this conversation last night, so nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, what are you, what are you planning to do? Uh, so I think ideally is trying to figure out what kind of position would be good. Uh -huh. Something that has like the characteristics of like a job that I think I would like. And so we're trying to think of like, you know, looking at that end goal of having a certain position mm -hmm. and thinking backwards um, in reverse on like what, how to set myself up for that. Um, so right now it was just kind of throwing it out. It, it's like a, I'm giving myself like a two year uh, time frame. Is that realistic? I don't know because I don't know what the position is yet sure. either. Yeah. Um, but you can flex that. I mean, it's nice to have a, a number at least. Right. I think two is more realistic. Um, one, I feel like in a sense is almost rushing. Mm, sure. Yeah. Um, so I think two would give me like a good amount of time to like figure things out. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, you know, do you, do you have ideas on like how you find your ideal job based on characteristics that you think you want? Yeah. 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 I've actually, I've put some thought into it. So that, that book that I mentioned um, that I'm writing talks about this a little bit. So once you've established a set of characteristics that you think comprises your, your dream job, the thing that I would recommend is keep an open mind and start what I think of as scouting. Um, so you've got your list of things that you're looking for. Maybe it's, what are some of the things that you've got in mind? Do you have any like off the top of your head? Um, so I don't even have like a specific kind of organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, size doesn't matter. Um, I don't mind doing certain things that are repetitive as long as the content changes. So it's still exciting. And I still feel like I'm using some creativity. You know, I want to be creative at my job. I don't just want to be doing the same thing over and over. Even if I would be really good at it, even if doing the same thing over and over would come easy. It, it, I'm not looking for easy in that sense. Yeah, I want to be challenged. Great. Okay. So I would, I would write that list down and make edits to it as you, as you go along with your scouting. So by scouting, I mean, keep your list in mind and look at people who are working in different industries that feel like they're close to what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. and picture yourself in in their shoes in their role sort of like imagining your day-to-day -day as that person in that life in that in that field mm -hmm. um, but the other thing that uh, comes with scouting I think is just being completely open to non-conventional jobs as well because mm -hmm. some of the stuff that I've come across has been it's it's stuff that you wouldn't aspire to as a child right like mm -hmm. It could be a mundane job in an extraordinary setting. So like maybe you're an office admin, but you're an office admin for Cirque du Soleil, right? Mm. Or it could be time constrained. Like maybe you run one of those Halloween stores for, what is it, like three or four months out of the year. And then you mm. take however much time you want off because you've kind of, you work super hard seasonally. And then, mm. you know, or I think people who go on crabbing boats in Alaska have sort of a similar 
a similar pattern. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I know, I know this person who like designs sound effects for toys, you know, or I met this guy at, um, a wedding that I went to recently and he climbs trees professionally. What what does that mean? Yeah, I know. I asked the same thing. Does does he trim them? He does. So that's part of it. So sometimes, um, there'll be a tree with a branch that is growing in a way that's hazardous to a roadway or a house or something. And it's not in a position where they can get to it with um, one of those like cherry picker Mm -hmm. trucks. So he actually has to scale the tree and with a chainsaw, you know, and um, cut that down. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. So exactly. There are so many jobs out there and not the ones that you might think of off the top of your head, especially if you are embedded in a specific industry for a long time or if you're focused on one or two industries at any given time. So there are so many things that you can do to earn a living right, and make a life. Uh, so I would recommend keeping an open mind and, and scouting based on the characteristics that you think would make your dream job. Right. And But how, how do I search for something of like, I want it to be creative, but not mundane? How do you how do you Google that? Well, I didn't say it was easy. <laughs> Honestly, for me, I think it's just keeping it in mind. So have you heard? I don't know if it's actually called this, but one of my friends and I were obsessed with, I think we call it the 23 phenomenon, where if you look for it, you start to see 23s everywhere, you know? Mm. Um, or if you have a Toyota Corolla, you start to see Toyota Corollas everywhere. Yeah, I get that. So if you have your list in mind, hopefully, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to spot these opportunities a little bit better. Okay. And hopefully that can lead you down sort of a rabbit hole like, oh, this could be interesting. This could work out for me. Mm -hmm. Or talk to people. Tell them what you're looking for. If you know people who love their work, talk to them about their job, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's not great for introverts, but I think Mm -hmm. you might be able to do the same thing um, by listening to different podcasts. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people who are guests on podcasts will talk about the ways that they earn a living and that could give you ideas for the way that you would like to earn your living in the future. Yeah. Yep. That sounds great. (laughs) But one other thing that has held me back, I feel, is fear. Oh, sure. Yeah. Fear in itself. Like uh, we have mentioned before, like if you don't start anything, you don't feel like you're losing anything. Yeah. Um, so it's the fear of starting to search and really put yourself out there and not getting anything, not coming up with anything. Fear is probably one of the biggest factors in taking the sleep. Like I've been at, you know, I've been at the restaurant for forever, uh, cause it's also easy, mm-hmm. you know, I know it. Yeah. Do I love it? No. But am I afraid to jump ship? Yes. Well, and it's also not horrible. And I think there's this, there's a spectrum of work that runs from not great to fine where people just find themselves for decades. Right. Like it's not backbreaking abusive work where you're like, fuck this, I'm leaving. So it's right. like, just like in between. And it hasn't taken its toll on your mental health. Or it has, but not abruptly. Right. I've, I've had a few friends actually change complete jobs because their mental health was ruined at their previous jobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like completely different fields. But without that sort of uh, like a catalyst to get you out the door, 
sometimes you'll won't. just stay. Yeah, 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 for sure. But let's go back to the the fear thing. Yeah. Um, unless you had something more to say on that. No, I was just saying that's what I'm trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. So I read an interesting quote about fear and anxiety. So it is from the book Living Beautifully with Uncertainty and Change by I have never heard her name spoken out loud, but Pema Chodron. Okay, she says, we may think those poignant, piercing feelings are signs of danger, but in fact, they're signals that we've just contacted the fundamental fluidity of life. Um, And then she goes on to say that this is an opportunity to to experience the freedom of life without a storyline. So it's kind of like you're sort of, there's like a groundlessness that's kind of scary, especially if you've been doing something for such a long time. But I do, I really like the idea that this kind of anxiety is because you're sort of letting go of a handrail. Right. Yeah. Starting new is scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think what pushes us to do anything about it is the possibility of it being really awesome. Mm, Yeah. And that's probably like the only thing because that's the gamble. Right. Because this kind of thing definitely doesn't turn around very quickly. So you have to keep in mind that you're trudging through how difficult all of this is because at the end of it, hopefully, is a better life, a better day-to-day existence. Mm -hmm. And on that note, how are you? You know, like, I feel like you've, after getting, you know, laid off from the last thing and you seem pretty settled with the freelancing and Uh what's your, what's your goal for you? Uh, it's in flux right now. So I'm taking the opportunity between, I don't know, it might, not, it might not even be between full-time positions because I'm trying to be super open about what I do next. I've been talking to a couple of startups. One is very big or it's, it has the potential to be very big. And then one is sort of a smaller, smaller, more contained project, but it seems like a really good idea. So both of them seem like really good ideas to me. And I'm kind of just feeling out which opportunities feel exciting and right. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I worked at a startup a few years ago, I really enjoyed that I was working on a product that sort of kept me up at night sometimes, thinking Mm -hmm. of ideas for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I haven't gotten that as much doing agency work because a lot of a lot of stuff that I got at the agency was sort of the same problem over and over just mm-hmm. maybe in different industries or slightly different situations. So I'm, I'm kind of just taking the time to figure out maybe what my goals are and same, sort of the same boat as you, like what characteristics do I think could comprise something that I'd really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And then I will be scouting for mm-hmm. opportunities or nice. creating my own. I don't know. Everything's kind of up in the air. I feel like you, you might have a better idea than I do having the work experience to like kind of see. Mm. Yeah, could be. It's that's funny that you say that because I think, yeah, sure. Maybe the other side of that is there are definitely days where I feel like the design work that I do is I'm not talking about the output, uh, like the deliverables that I'm sending over to a client, but the work itself is like someone else should do this. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Uh-huh. Like it's it's still it's challenging, but it's oh man, it's boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of like I mentioned earlier, but I f- I feel like I'm solving the same problems over and over, 
And the clients are always like really grateful and they've learned a lot and they've improved their processes and they have a better product at the end of it. And I enjoy making people people's lives better in that sense. But I really want to work on something that I can hone and grow and build with the team Mm -hmm. or by myself, but most likely with a team. And that just doesn't really happen with agency work. Even if you're on a retainer, you're, you're just kind of given the projects that they couldn't do in-house and maybe you're, you're helping shepherd their in-house team through something Mm -hmm. or they don't want to do in-house. Sometimes you get the grunt work, but it's nice as a way to make a good living. And I, I really enjoy finding new collaborators to, to work with. Mm -hmm. Like the person that I'm working with now, she's really cool. And the client has been really, or technically it's their client. So it's like her company is my client. And then we're both talking to their client, but They've been really cool. I think the product idea is really interesting. But I know that at the end of this engagement, that's it. Right. It goes to their client and they will maintain it. They'll get feedback on it. They'll be working on it. Or maybe, you know, it won't be successful and they'll sunset it. So in either case, it's not mine. And it's kind of like making a sandcastle in a sense. You put in a lot of effort and you make it really beautiful and then it's gone right and I don't know how many more sandcastles I want to build (laughs) right now at least I I do like kind of going back and forth so I've worked at an agency before and then um, I worked on a product team and then I worked at an agency again Uh, so hopefully the next wave is a product team so it sounds like you're still searching still searching but maybe this never ends you know maybe it doesn't end because that's the variety in it yeah and I think I'm okay with that. I think it's always worthwhile to like move on to something that is more fulfilling if you've run your course with something else. Right. So when I was thinking about moving to Seattle, I was looking for jobs that I think I could potentially get and would seem interesting. And one of them was for like this company that makes canteens, mm-hmm. which from looking at it that way sounds boring because like they make this particular like canteen and they're really into it but they've been doing it for like 100 years and they're like oh yeah yeah we're stoked on it and like as much as I want to be creative and part of me thinks it would be design likely it will not be design I don't have a design background and it makes me really anxious because I feel like I'm missing a lot of skills and it would take me a while to catch up Mm. I, I like doing it on the side I like it being like a side hustle type of thing but I think as my actual job I won't be able to do that Hmm, I don't know. I I would not put that off the table. I think it depends on like where and to what extent, but it makes me really anxious when I have to do it for other people. Mm-hmm. So I was like thinking like, you know, something outside of like a particular industry. Like you just wouldn't think like, oh, this place that makes canteens, that actually sounds really cool. Like that job specifically sounds interesting. But would I look for a job at a canteen company in general? No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> All right. So now that you're at this point, what are your what are your next steps? Um, I know for sure that I need to have uh, or por- a portfolio, mm-hmm. and I want to start my like online store that's associated. They're going to be like two in one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already done the research and figured out what kind of platform I want that to be on. Okay. I just haven't actually built the site or organized what I want in the portfolio. Mm. Um, I think, uh, so the thing that I would recommend here is before you dive into any sort of like 
code or layout stuff, especially since you're still in this sort of nebulous, I don't know exactly what roles I'm shooting for yet. Mm -hmm. Start a running list of potential roles. So start a list of things that you might be interested in. Let's, you know, throw some design jobs in there. Let's put some screen printing jobs in there, lettering jobs, jobs at a canteen manufacturing place. (laughs) like whatever, like put it in the list. At that point, you'll probably want to look into some skills that go along with having those positions. Mm -hmm. But think about your website in those terms. Because if you start out with the mindset that like, oh, I have to put a portfolio up, you sort of run the risk of making it too general. Mm -hmm. But once you start narrowing down what you're aiming for, you can tailor your, your site towards that. And the reason I say that is because sometimes like let's take a visual portfolio, um, isn't necessarily the best representation for certain people's work. So one of the, one of my colleagues from my former job, he wanted to take a different approach and instead, because he doesn't do a lot of user interface work, like a lot of visual design work, um, Mm -hmm. he couldn't rely on that for his portfolio. So what he was going to do is organize it by problems that he solved. So instead of seeing a grid of pictures, you might see a list of short sentences describing a problem that like this hospital had or this governmental agency had, you know? And so Mm. I think that visually it still looks really cool and it's really intriguing and it works a lot better for the types of roles that he wants. Well, then I still need to figure that out. (laughs) 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 I still would like to get the shop part of it up. Mm, Okay. Uh, that, yeah, I've always wanted to kind of spring off and make my own shop of things, like random things. So it, I don't want it to necessarily be cohesive at all. I just want it to be something that I haven't seen in existence and I would like it. So I'm going to make it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so see, this is perfect because one of the things that I had in the back of my my mind, especially for you, is that maybe it's not a design portfolio or even an illustration or lettering portfolio, but for you, it's like maybe you're, it's a maker portfolio, you know? So Mm -hmm. thematically for the past decade or so that I've known you, you've always been making things. And so Mm -hmm. you could have a website that reflects that. And then the shop is a, like a perfect addendum to that. Right. Yeah. Totally on theme. I love making things. It's the best. And I love packaging and I love all of the visual things, but like getting the stuff. I love stuff. (laughs) Makes me sound like I'm a hoarder, which I'm technically not. Erin, is she a hoarder? Write in workingclassyshow at (laughs) gmail.com. Oh, wait, no, she gets that too. (laughs) But I will, like, if if somebody has really cool packaging, I'll hold on to it for a little while. Yeah. And see if I'll keep it. I have a pile of tags and things like that. But that's a great idea. Maybe like a maker portfolio sounds good. Yeah, it's a great idea. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what do you think? Do you have stuff that you can move forward with towards your figuring out your new life goals? Yes. I think the very first thing I need to do is make a list. Mm, Great. I need to make a list of all the wonderful things that I think I might really want in my ideal career and start there from mm-hmm. that. And then after you make the list, do some scouting. Keep an open mind because there are lots of weird off-the-wall jobs out there. Mm-hmm. And one of them, or 
many of them could belong to you and give you your new life. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. And orient your website, should you choose to have one, towards mm-hmm. whatever that new role might be. And then I think you'll have a good foundation to take your timeline, like you mentioned two years earlier, mm-hmm. and work backwards from there. Yeah. And I'll do the same. It'll be great. I'm actually kind of excited. Good. You should be. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first step was knowing that I needed to get out. And That is the first step. Later. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's like the first step to so many things, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us what you think. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing? What are you doing? Do you love your job? Did you make a big change and get into it? Or did you start out in that field? If you love your job, we want to talk to you. Email us at workingclassyshow at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at working underscore classy. Or facebook.com slash workingclassyshow. And now Isabel is going to bring us our tip of the week. Nugget. Tip of the week. Tip nugget of the week is to splurge on resources or products that could serve you infinitely. Um, I, for one, am a little stingy (laughs) when it comes to creative products that I think could actually be very useful. I follow a lot of letterers and designers, and a lot of them make really, really cool things, but I, I tend to pass. I tend to, you know, look at it, think it's really cool and then just not buy it. But recently I bought like a couple fonts that I can use as like a resource to like look back on me. Like, you know, one of them is like a beveled font and beveled letters really confuse me. So I'm definitely going to use it as a reference. Nice. And I thought, well, well, you know, I'm actually going to use that. That's something I'm super interested in. And I could definitely use it down the line for a ton of different projects. So I say, you know what, bite the bullet sometimes. Like if you think there's something that you can use, definitely consider putting some money into that. You know, I spend a lot of money on going out and doing things. And why am I not spending money on things that could actually serve my career and my life choices? Yeah. So there you go. I've I've definitely had that struggle. I think since design school, you know, it's like, oh, I can't pay money for this. I should just make it myself. And then you spend like hours and hours making it yourself, which is a good, you know, it's a good learning process, but there comes a point where it's like, maybe it's not worth it. And you should support this person who is very good at it and has worked a very long time to become good at it. And you can work, you can use that time to work on other things that are more meaningful to you. Right. Yep. Tools are out there. Oftentimes you got to pay for it. Yeah. And you should like, and you should. And if you can, if you have the resources, you should definitely right. try to support other artists. We all win. Or other makers. Other makers. And that's our show. And that's our show. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.